Hey, everybody. Uh, happy Tuesday and welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Setting across from me, dunking some kind of something into his coffee is the one and only Brandon Schnault. Good morning, I'm Craig. How That's are you doing? Right. I'm good. How are you? Good. How about uh, how about your uh, this past weekend? Did you have a good Memorial Day weekend, and um, I haven't actually seen you since last uh, Tuesday, right? So um, <clears throat> it's been a week. So good to see you. And you too. Yeah, yeah. It was good. We um, Christian didn't have baseball since last. Oh, thank God! Right, Monday, I think. <laughs> and so that was nice. It was, we had a nice break from that. He actually does not play now until Friday of this week. We'll see so we do get a little bit of break. So we get a little bit yep. of a, a reprieve yep. there. But um but yeah, no, we, we had a good time. Mom and dad came. They were in Amish country uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon. They came down and spent the weekend with us. And you know, when your mom and dad come into town or I refer to your mom and dad, I never say your mom and dad. What I say is your mom and Willie. My mom and Willie, that's right. Yeah. Is that his name, man? He's, his nickname Willie is Willie. <laughs> Yeah, but we had a we had a good time with them, and you know, spent some time. We had the picnic on Sunday. Or that, that went good. well. It was well. It was good. That uh, there was good crowd. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty decent. decent crowd. And yeah, had so. bigger crowds in the past, but you know, it wasn't too bad. Right. Don't, don't knock the coffee over. I just burnt my you. elbow on the coffee, man. I'm sorry. I, I leaned back too far. Yeah. And before we get any further, we are drinking coffee. We, the coffee that we're drinking is well. Um, so. Mom and Dad brought this to me. Mom and Willie. So thank you, Lisa and Willie. I mean, Lisa and Donnie. Um, but anyways, so they brought this from Amish country. And I've got it in a little. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. I can hear it. It's in a little glass bottle, and it's got um, wax over the lid. I had a hard time getting into that. It looks morning. like Maker's Mark. It does look like Maker's Mark, but they and, don't have. And the there's red. a reason for yeah. that. It's not yeah. red. It's it's a nice goldeny brown. But it has got. Oh, what's it say? It's been aged in. It has been aged in a bourbon barrel. It is bourbon barrel aged coffee. So that's now, what we're drinking. So if we start to lose it in the next 30 minutes, you'll know that we've had too much coffee to drink. Well, that'd be sad. <laughs> Would it be? Does it work that way? I don't think it works. I, I don't know. Way. I don't know. <clears throat> but no, I've, I've actually seen this before and I thought, I'd like to try that. That looks good. And, um, so they brought this from Amish country, mind you, and I laughed when they handed it to me. Mom handed it to me. She said, here, I brought you something. And, uh, I looked at it and was like, <laughs> that's from uh, 20 minutes down the road. It's from Hemisphere. Really? Yep. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Well, I didn't know Roasters. that. Yep. So right there in Mechanicsburg, mom and dad brought it to me from Amish country. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's then really the cookies good. that we're eating, mom had bought in Amish country and left them on my counter accidentally. So, you know, I couldn't let them go to waste and, and get right. stale. But yeah, they're the little he was Italian actually dunking wafers. His, um, dunking his Italian wafer in his coffee. And it's almond. I love almond. So this is a big week for you. Big week coming up in the next uh, four or five, six days. Am I Why? right? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Come on, think about it. Oh, oh, yeah. June 6th. Yeah, what, what's coming up June 6th for you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that new cold brew. The, a new Beeps brew. brew. Yeah, I know, you are. I know you are. Dude, guys, if you could see this guy's eyes right now, it's like, it's like. <laughs> okay, so I, I am not a, I don't eat as many donuts as I used to. <laughs> But some of these concoctions that Tim Hortons and Justin Bieber have come up with. Oh, here we go. Like, there's one of them. It's a birth- guys. Just bear with him for it's a minute. It's a birthday this is, this is cake, a... Timbit mm-hmm. rolled in like waffle bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't that sound? If you good? guys could see his face, 
it's just I should I should take a picture and post it on Facebook so you can see what he looks like right now. You should, but it's you like, don't have Facebook. Exactly, but somebody does. Somebody does. <laughs> somebody could post it. So yeah, June sixth. That's June sixth. So that's to that. uh, that's actually next Monday. Is it correct? Yeah, I think so. So next Monday, um, you we should podcast from Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you can have Justin Bieber on with us. Let's go. Yeah. You, you would love that. I would love he that. He would be like, hey guys, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Justin. Right? <laughs> Craig, you're out. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> right? You're, as long as you get to drink coffee. I don't care. I'll just sit and listen. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. Um, I was gone from Wednesday to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, good time? Really good time. Had, um, we got, uh, got everything hooked up. Well, we had some camper issues at the beginning, mm-hmm. some water issues. Which about a day behind leaving. Put me about a day behind, but we ended up leaving and got, got, it, we got there fine. Got the camper issue fixed about a day later, which was good. But here's the thing that happened. I got my camper hooked up to my truck. We got, we were no more than about five miles down the road. We're on 37, mm-hmm. is it 37? Going into Delaware. And all of a sudden I feel this jerking and knocking and I'm like, what is that? So I thought it was the camper. I thought it was like the, the brakes on the camper had locked up or something. Oh my. So I was testing those out, got out, couldn't find anything, got back in and figured out it's my truck. For some reason, my transmission's slipping. Never had any problems. I drove mm-hmm. that truck two or three times prior to hooking it up that afternoon. And um, so now my truck is setting. I, I limped it back home the same day, and we got Anita's van. And so we did that. Thankfully, Dustin brought his truck, and he got us back home and got the camper back home, and which was awesome. But So now i got to get my tranny fixed. I hope it's not the whole thing because oh you know, I sure. hate that. So, so you're in my boat. I would have come and got your camper for you, not that my little – Dodge Dakota would have pulled it. It ha- does have a V8 in it, so it may have. It may have, depending but, on the weight. Yeah, the weight distribution on that. But, but yeah, yeah, my um, my truck's still setting in the driveway. Needs a starter. And that's going to happen when? That soon, now that I'm kind of got. When you get that up and go and let me know, me. and I'll I'll, uh, I'll rent it from you for a day or so. Sounds good. Okay. We can, we can make I'll that happen. We'll be like, hey, your truck's stuck in Ostrander. You need to come get it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, but your family came in, camped with you. That's a, an annual deal annual that you thing. all do. We've been doing it for a long time, and uh, Dustin and Heather and Isabella and Evelyn and Davis and Gabriel, and then uh, my daughter Danae and her husband J Mac and um, Clayton and um, Jensen were there for for a day, and um, we had a good time. At um, you know. When you got six grandkids and they're uh, ten, almost ten and under, um, it's you know how that is. It's just there you go, there you go. I do know how that is, yeah. and um, you know, it's not just uh, you know they're always constant. You know how kids are; they're constant. They never stop. Right? They're not bad. They're just constant, and so oh, it's yeah. really and uh, loud, loud, and, and yeah, and everything. Yeah. But it's fun. We we really enjoy That's it. Good. Everybody's a little depressed on the last morning, you know, mm-hmm. getting them going. But yeah, but we had a good time. Except so. for you and Anita, and like you're like finally. Well, that's we funny. Get some we, sleep. Yeah, we got home yesterday, and I bet Anita took a two-hour power nap. You know, so, I don't blame her. Yeah, but um, but yeah, good weekend, and uh, it's always fun to get away with the um, with uh, with the family. And um, mm-hmm. you've got um, you you pinch hit on Sunday. You did an awesome job. I um, didn't. I started listening to it on uh, Sunday to join it for live for home church, but it was just so many interruptions. I couldn't right, do it. So. Right. Yesterday, when I was mowing my yard, I got to join on home church. I didn't really watch it, but I listened to it. And so, uh, great sermon, great worship. Tell, you know, Willie, if you're listening, did an awesome job. Yep. And, um, but I, um, I thought it went really well. I thought the sermon was 
fit right in with what we've been talking about over mm-hmm. the last, you know, really the last almost two years, right. and especially in this uh, series of um, do you have grit? Because, um, you know, you almost have to make the decision to, um, right. you know, allow God to work in your life to um, to, to go down that road yeah. for, for what we were talking about. And so, uh, but I thought you did a great job and um, uh, beautiful day yesterday. Yesterday was gorgeous. Yes, it was. We went to the Scotts pool yesterday. That place was crowded. I bet it was. Yeah. That'll be crowded today it was because like the um, scene in the sand lot where oh they gosh. go to the pool there and there's everybody, you know, there's all those kids and stuff splashing around. With Wendy, um, Wendy Peppercorn. There you go, yeah, right. Yeah, squints. Right. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I watched a, I'm going to start calling you squints. <laughs> I, I watched a good movie the other, I told John uh, Hughes at the picnic, I'm like, Hey, I watched your movie the other night. He goes, What's that? I said, The Field of Dreams. Really? Yeah, we Allie and I started watching that. She fell asleep like 15 minutes into it. And whenever I get into a movie, I can't stop it. Like I'm like glued to the TV. Mm-hmm. Did you like, watch the whole thing? Yeah. Do you know Ray Liotta just died? I heard that. Yeah, I mean he died just last week. Yeah, you're the second person that told me that. Yeah, so that was um, that was really unexpected. They because he was in the middle of filming um, filming something, and apparently he died in his sleep. Wow. Natural causes. He was 67. Hmm. So I had a double take when I saw that last right. week. I was like, what? So, but he played uh, Shoeless, Joe Shoeless Joe Jackson, Jackson in, um, yep. in the Field of Dreams. Yep. So, yes, he yeah, did. so yeah, that was it's a good movie. It is a very good movie. We're gonna have to watch it again because Allie was like, "I fell asleep." Right, right. So. That happens a lot at our house too. Right, we end up seeing half a show because we fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, big week ahead of us. Uh, it was a little warm this morning when I came out. I was, in, I was out early. It's kind of stuffy. It, it was yeah. stuffy. Yeah. It's like so. Just to let you know, just so Here we, we all know, <laughs> what'd you say? Here we go. <laughs> You know, I absolutely hate the snow, the rain, the, the rain, the cold, the, the ice. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But the next level on the not like level, you know, hate level would be extremely warm, humid. Don't like that either. So, but while we were camping, we had one day where it rained really bad. And, uh, yeah, you, I kept getting Snapchat. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, this still raining, rain, still raining. Here we go. But, uh, Friday. Uh, or Saturday was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Saturday was just perfect. I mean, it was a high of like 67. Mm-hmm. No, hardly any humidity. I mean, you could actually sit in the sun and not hardly break a sweat. It was wonderful. Yeah. Dad and I went fishing Saturday morning okay. for a couple of hours and we got out there probably 745 or so. Mm-hmm. No, it was sooner than that. We left the house at 645. So we got out about seven, 715. And, um, I mean, we both had long sleeve shirts on. It was raining a little bit when right, we got right. there, just kind of misting just Frizzling, a little bit. Yeah. But, but it was nice. It was a beautiful morning. Right. Beautiful. It was right. That was gorgeous. So mm-hmm. nothing else going on? I don't think so. We've got a big Sunday coming up this week. We do. Life-wise Sunday. That's going to be good. Yep. It's going to be real good. Hope, um, if you guys are listening or if you know somebody, um, who should be here, everybody should be here, right? Um, everybody but, should But be invite here. them to come. They're going to hear more about LifeWise. Um, um, Todd and Wendy, they're going to, you're going to get a lot of information probably that you don't know that you should know. This is such a big thing for not just our church, but this community. And, um, and I love the premise of this to where you're literally taking kids out of school, uh, you know, with the permission of their folks to come and learn about God. Yep. I mean, what, what an, what an awesome thing to do right now, especially in the, um, you know, can I just say the demonic, immoral, 
um, you know, c- uh, culture that we live in, and especially, I mean, tomorrow is June, so we all know what that is. It's Pride Month, yeah. and um, and you know, honestly, it's just one of the most disgusting things that I that I that I think I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and how even some Christians support that because right. they have a relative or a friend, and so they're giving that a free pass. People don't realize that what the Bible says about that is. Totally 100%, you know, it's, that's a sin. Mm-hmm. And that person that you're giving the free pass to, God will not. So you need, you're putting in their life for a reason. Right. And so I think one of the beauty things about, the beautiful things about LifeWise Academy is that we're actually going to be able to spend some time with these young children mm-hmm. and literally teach them the principles of God's word. Exactly. And, and I think without a shadow of a doubt, God's, you know, what does the Bible tell us? And I don't know the scripture right off the top of my head that his, his word never goes out void. Back void. Yeah. And so uh, you have to believe that when these kids hear the word of God and they hear a scripture, that God is literally going to do a work inside of them. So I, um, I think this is awesome. And so kudos to Todd, uh, Todd, um, Norquist and, you know, Wendy, Daryl. Terrell for, you know, really having a heart to get this mm-hmm. ball rolling yep. and, um, and anybody else who's going to be involved from here or uh, around this community. Yes. So, yep. um, you know, God's, God's going to get this. He's going to, he's going to move in this. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about this on Sunday. Yeah, me too. I think we're going to sing, uh, God of the city on Sunday during the countdown. It's a song I, I really haven't heard in a long time and that I did hear it recently and, and so then when we were starting to, you know, look at this, it's like, wow, what a, what a great song to kind of kick off this Sunday for LifeWise of, you know, greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this city. Right. You know, and, and when I think of LifeWise, that's what I think about. I get excited because I think about the doors that this is going to open mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. um, just continue to proclaim the truth in places right. that it hasn't been able to be proclaimed. Oh, 100%. So. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's wonderful and I think it's great. And so, um, be praying about that. And mm-hmm. I, I really hope you guys, um, show up for that and, um, get ready for that. So yeah. did you hear anything about the, um, trip to Amish country? I did. With the, uh, I did. Yeah. yeah. No, they come go? back and there, there were, I think inside jokes going on. I heard the back of the bus was rowdy. Um, who was in the back of the bus? Who was in the back of the bus? Uh, rumor has it, um, Brent and Maria Roland. And I know that, that they listened to the podcast, but I could, you know, see, I, I think Brent, I don't know that he, he would be rowdy. It was probably all Maria. Well, yeah, you know. I'm so sure, Brent, yeah. I'm sorry if you got a bad rap there for being in the back of the bus, but but maybe it was him. This it may time. have been. I mean, maybe he it maybe he been. just cut loose if and caused to the wind. If I had to guess, I would say Wyatt and Sue Fetter were probably back there as well. Oh yeah, you know, with um, Wyatt and Sue, you just hope to contain them. You, you know, you don't you don't want to try to con- you just hope to put them. You just hope to contain them to some degree. Yeah. No, they they were at the Wyatt and Sue were at the picnic, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been the same without them. You know, it's like I I love them. Right. They're just so great. They always make I know, me happy. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's always a good conversation. Yeah. But no, I, I heard they had a great time, great trip. Um, it was, um, a good day for them, you mm-hmm, know, weather wise. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the mom and dad steered clear of them. I told him, I said, be careful. There's a big group coming up from Richwood. You need to stay away from them. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, they were looking for him. They didn't, they never saw him. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how that's so small up there, but you can get lost in the shuffle up there. You, you may can. not see somebody, but yep. yeah. Beautiful country, though. It is. Love I it. I love it. Yeah, I do. I love it, too. So we camped up there last fall for almost a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And so, um, so, um, 
Got a big week ahead of us, just getting back to the grind. So it's tough uh, when you come back from, you know, gone four or five days and you come back and, you know, thinking this is a Monday, but it's really a Tuesday. Yeah. And so you're kind of thrown off on yeah. that. So uh, just getting back into the grind is kind of rough. Yeah, and I don't know back. about for you, but like last time I was out, like when we went to Texas. One of the many times. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. We'll start counting, you know. Oh, yeah. You're up next. I am up next. And next couple again. months. Yeah. Anyways, but um I came back Actually, and it's I like, think I'm up next. I think you are. <laughs> um but anyways, it's like there's always so much to do. Like you you come back with your just your feet are just constantly running. Right. Like you hit the ground running. Right. And and it's like, you know, last time I came back like I don't even know that I was fully in my office and you were like, Hey, uh, when you have a chance, I need you to do this right, and right. this and this. Okay. Maybe it wasn't three <laughs> things, but, but it's like, that's why it always seems like there's always oh, yeah. so much like just piled up. It's right. like, you don't even want to leave. Exactly. And you know, you, you get into that and you're like, it, it, well, it's really hard when you're, when you're taking off. And I know probably other people who work, um, you know, outside of the church, you, you have to kind of work a little extra to be gone and yep. you got to work a little extra to catch up. Yes. So yep. right now I'm on the catch up side because there's things that, I actually took work to do with me, but I literally did zero work. So good for you. I should have, but I didn't. No, that's so, okay. I think yeah. that's okay. So now I'm on the catch up side, which yeah, I thought, sure. you know what, I can do it. So work uh, well under pressure, right? There so, you go. That's but, right. Um, how's your team doing? They're doing okay. They um, they didn't play yesterday. Neither did mine. Um, but yeah, they they've had a good stretch. They did lose their last game, but they'd won I think three in a row prior Look to at that. you guys. I know, right? Look at you guys. So and how's your boy there. doing? Bryce. Bryce, I have not a clue. We oh, beat come them. On. We beat them two out of three games. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They're uh so the Braves are kind of coming back a little bit. They are. They're That's playing good. well. That's really good. Yep. We brought up a new um a new player. Oh, we got Oh, we did play yesterday. Did you? Yeah, we got spanked by the Diamondbacks six to two. I will, I will tell you that the Reds, the last time we did this podcast, they were, they only had 11 wins and now they got 16. Mm-hmm. So they've won five games in the last, well, the, in Braves, the last week. So. The Braves were two games from 500. They are now three games from 500. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're like 16. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but no, they brought up this, um, this guy from the minors, Michael Harris, and he looks to be, he's a center fielder. Okay. And so he looks to be like he's going to be a, a good, yeah. That was a good move. That's a good deal. Well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So, so we got actually, um, I wasn't here Sunday, but mm-hmm. you said it was a good day. It was a good day. A little lower, mm-hmm. you know, in of course attendance, it's a holiday. But it's Memorial Day weekend. That was people gone. That was expected. These people who camp on these holidays. Can you imagine these people who camp on the I holidays? wasn't going to say anything. That would be me for that it one. Would, it would be you for that <laughs> <Right>. one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was a good day and, you know, like you said, it was, you know, the topic was something that it, it really does take grit. It, um, it's something that we've talked about in here and I talked about that. Um, but it, you know, it takes grit in realizing that it's not just a, you know, a Sunday thing. It's not just a, a one-time deal. Right, right. Sanctification is, it's a daily process. It is. And I like the, you know, after you did the plug for grounded, um, and you talked about our bitmost too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Talked about how you say that my Bitmo is a little too tall. He is tall, but I say that when you create the logo, you can make you do whatever yourself you as tall exactly. as you want. So I'm just shocked that I'm not the shorter one at this point. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, I've got to keep it somewhat <laughs> <Okay>. proportionate. <laughs> well, I like the way that you started it out, and um, 
as you um, went into this, you were talking about sanctification and, and said it was the action of making or declaring something holy. And you said the action or process of being freed from sin or purified and the action of causing something to be or to seem morally right or acceptable. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, yeah. Starting starting off that way, and I I, I like I like I, I guess I like the um, you know the action of making and declaring something holy and the action of process mm-hmm. of being freed from your sin and you're purified. Yes. And that, um, I know we're going to talk about that here a little bit later on, but that, that second part, the action or the process of being freed from sin and being purified, I think when I, when I look at my life and, and I, you know, I can say this being in my mid fifties, that that's a process. Like mm-hmm. you just said, it's a journey. It's, yes. um, it is a con- continual of that letting yes. go. Yep. Um, to allowing yourself to be purified. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, I like the way you start off. Yeah. And I started off and, and I just said, you know, for some people, they may get kind of nervous by that, intimidated by the word sanctification because it's a big word. It's a word that uh, we don't talk about near enough. I think, I think it, it probably needs to be right. at the forefront of our minds as Christ followers. But I said, it's honestly just a big word right. that, that means to strive for holiness. Right. To strive to be more like Jesus. And, you know, that first definition, the action of making or declaring something holy, I said that was, you know, more like in the Old Testament, they would sanctify the utensils that they used in the sacrificial right, process right. there. Um, but that middle one that you read that you said you really liked the action or process right. of being freed from sin or purified, that's, that's how it relates to us. It's that process of continuing to be freed from your sin and striving for that, that holiness. Exactly. Um, uh, it's really, uh, it's one of those things that, and I think you said this, if I'm not remember, cause I was mowing while I was doing this, but I, I, I remember you dropping the word intentional. Yep. You have to be, um, you have to be intentional about allowing yourself to go down this road because I, I think sometimes in, and I'm very concerned sometimes about the Christian community and I've been this way for majority of my life and I'm going to say probably the the last 25 30 years that and then include I'm including myself in this that you get to a certain point in your life and you think you you've got it that you're good and what else can I do but there's always the process of and the journey of you continuing to open up and let God go I think the worst thing that I can do as a follower of Christ is to hold on to my stuff and I guard it and it's like um I can make this good yes but I can't. Yep. And so the sanctification process is one of those things that you really have to let let yourself be intentional and make the decision that I'm going to do this every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to be like Jesus. And that's what I'm I think you said the term you used yesterday. I strive to be like Jesus. But. And I know I'm not going to be Jesus because there's no way possible that's ever going to happen. But I strive to be like Jesus. And I think what happens to myself or maybe even you and a lot of people who are followers of Christ is that we may strive to do that, but then we don't do it Mm -hmm. and we fall. And so then Satan kicks in and he starts working in your, in your heart and your soul, guilt and shame. And Mm -hmm. what's the use? I've been doing this, you know, I've been trying to do this for 14 years and, and I'm right, right back. Well, the beauty yep. of Jesus Christ is, is that boom, here's the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. And you're able to jump back up on that horse. And every day's a new day. 
Every moment, I'm yep, yep. exactly. And you, you said, you know, that I think there are a couple of traps for us as Christ followers. One is what you said of uh, holding on to your stuff and thinking that you can make it right on your own. Mm-hmm. I think another one that I've seen is thinking that I've made it. I've right. made it. I'm good. I'm. I am. That's that's shaky ground right there. But I think there are people who think, well, I am holy. I've made. Those. They would never say that. Correct. But their but actions speak louder than words. Yes. And you know that they know that they think that they're better than you are. Exactly. And yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, but yeah, that is just a very eye opening part to to looking at that process of of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you read a, a verse, Second Thessalonians two thirteen. It says, "But we ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in truth." Mm-hmm. It's not, and it's back to that point again that it's not anything that. I can do to clear myself or to sanctify myself no matter how long I've been a Christian. Let's put it this way. No matter how long I've been a minister, no matter how long mm-hmm. many messages I get up, no matter how long, how many times you've gotten up mm-hmm. uh, and sang, no matter how long you've been in the ministry, it doesn't matter. You yep. can't, it, it is by the work of the Holy Spirit in exactly. your life that you allow yourself to, to do this. Mm-hmm. So when we talk a few weeks ago about allowing the Holy Spirit and tapping into that spirit to work in our lives. This is all a part of the process. It is. It, it just doesn't encompass, you know, give me your spirit, Lord, so I won't be afraid. Yeah, that's a part of it. But part of it right. is that I I need to be sanctified. I, I need to be holy. I need to be like Jesus Christ. And I'm not that way. So what what do I have to do? Yeah. The Holy Spirit will show me what I have mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely. And, 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 and I could have expanded on that, you know, just alone on the fact of how much the Holy Spirit does play into mm-hmm. this process. And, mm-hmm. you know, but we did talk about, sanctification being a process, you know, waking up every day. And and I said, you know, it's a process of waking up every day, not striving to be better than I was the day before, Mm -hmm. not striving to be better than you. Like you're not my guide. You're not my, you know, my goal. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. not, I'm I'm not striving to be better than Craig. I'm not striving to be better than that. Wouldn't take much to be honest with you. (laughs) Right. Oh, I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. Sure it would. Um, but no, I'm not striving to be better than my spouse. I'm not striving to be better than my best friend. I'm not striving to be better than the person I go to church with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm striving to be more like Jesus mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my guide. Um, another Christian, um, you know, Brandon, Todd Norquist, Clint Matlack, uh, John Hughes, um, whoever. That's not the goal. The goal is Jesus Christ. Right. Because if you measure yourself by a person or by what you think is sanctified, you're never going to attain what you need to attain. Yep. And if Jesus Christ – and I think I said this a few weeks ago. Jesus Christ is everything. And until we realize that, it is what it is. You're, you're going to be half-hearted. You're going to have worries. You're going to have, you're going to freak out. You're going to live in anxieties and fears. You're going to try to do this on your own. You're not going to be really filled with the spirit because it's all about you. It's all about Jesus. Right. And that's it. And, and until the Christian community arrives at that and stops just dinking around Mm -hmm. with just what they perceive or what they think is right, they are going to be what they are. Um, but I'm going to tell you what allowing yourself to get to the point to look at Jesus, you know who you are. Right. And you know mm-hmm. that it's his goodness. You know it's his grace. You know it's his love, his blood. It's all about him. Yep. So that tweaks some things, and then you allow the spirit into your life. And I like that first point that you just read. It's sanctific- sanctification is a daily process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've not arrived. Right. So 
You could have a great day. You could, this could be the best day spiritually you ever have. Guess what? Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. It's a process. Yep. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, read right after that, Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. Continue. It's that idea of it being that daily process, to work exactly. out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And, and I think that's as many times as people who have come to church and have been Christians for years, they they literally forget mm-hmm. that it's God working in you. Yes. It's not you working in you. It's not you trying to be better. It's truly God working in you through the power of his Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and this is a glitch with the Christian community. And I, and I figured this out years ago, and I really couldn't put my finger on it, but now I know. But now I know. And here's the thing that COVID-19 did, whether – Whatever the message was of that, it showed me exactly what I've always thought of the Christian community. We are weak. We're weak. Exactly. We're not the people that we um, say that we are because when the chips fell, so did they. And so that really, really just, uh, you know, it literally kind of chaps my hide a little right? bit when it gets, <laughs> when exactly. It gets to that. Exactly. So. Well, and I think, you know, one, one of the things I said, you know, Paul saying here, continue to work out your salvation. And I said, once we're saved, we don't just automatically reach that that holiness level of Jesus. John right. Piper, I showed a video clip, and we're going to link that video clip to our Facebook page this week. Um, it's a, about a seven-and-a-half-minute clip. Right. And, and I told people, I said, be careful if you watch it because— You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt, <laughs> and you may want to watch it again. I literally, over the right. past two weeks, I've watched this video clip over a dozen times. <laughs> And it seems like every time I watch it, I bring something new from it. It's just, it's encouraging. It's, but it's so good. And it's one of those John Piper clips where it's not too hard to, to right. grab. It's down to earth. But John, John Piper calls it this, he calls that maximum sanctification. I like that. He's like, we can't, we don't like just that. reach maximum sanctification. We're never going to reach right. maximum sanctification. You know, and I think that sometimes we think that we can, but we won't until Jesus returns. And and John said that. He said, you know, God could have done that. When we're right. saved, he could have said, okay, right. maximum sanctification. I call that holiness level Jesus. Right, um, right. But he and, – and John says we know he can do that because right. one day he's going to do that when Jesus Christ returns. And we won't have to worry about working out our salvation right. because we will – have reached that exactly, and not and, by anything that we've done exactly. And I thought that I thought his I, I thought his um, the clip that you showed, which I actually didn't see it, I heard it, but um, I, I thought it I thought he nailed that down to so good to the to right to the point. To I love the part, you know, and I don't know if I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, we're a little ahead, but we're good. Where good. we're at, but. Um, where it was like you can't run on yesterday. Yeah, you can't run on that, mm-hmm. and and and. That really is a good description and picture mm-hmm. of that's of truth. Yeah, you can't run on it because today could be a great day yep. spiritually for me. And yes, it's awesome and it's amazing, but that's not where I'm gonna. And a lot of Christians stay where they're at. So let me just say this, and if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to offend you or anything, which I know sometimes I do, but um, that's what happens in the church. Yes, they get stuck. That's why so many people are stuck in the past. That's why they don't want to change. They're, they're, I'm just going to say, you've not really been sanctified. You're right. not allowing the spirit to sanctify because you're stuck in something that you think is right. And, and I'm just going to go, I'm just going to call it out. Whether it's the carpet, 
the pews, mm-hmm. the color of the walls, a stained glass window. And, and I know that all that stuff is, affects us here at yep. RCC because sure. it's stuff that we heard. You're literally stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. Where's the sanctification process in your, in your attitude and in what's going on? Yeah. Uh, you're not looking out. You're not looking beyond what you think is right. So what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And so, um, you know, and it can be that way, uh, you know, for, for whatever, the way that, you know, the way that we used to do an, an order of worship. Why don't we sing it like this? Or how come that we, we, you know, we don't do Wednesday nights or how come we don't you're so people get so caught up in what they what they think is right but here's the thing it's Jesus Christ spirit working in you and right. so you have to allow yourself to tap into that yep to be sanctified because what i just mentioned a few minutes ago has nothing to do with god church christ grace redemption sanctification forgiveness mercy Nothing to do with exactly. that. That's on you. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If you get caught up into those things that I just talked about, you know what you have just put yourself into? You put yourself into a modern-day Pharisee. You're Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad thing about the Church of Jesus Christ. So we're so concerned about this, that a world is lost and dying and going to hell. we got Pride Month coming up, but we're going to be more concerned about the color of the carpet or if we're sitting on a pew, if we're sitting on a five-gallon bucket, or the order of worship or what we sing. Yep. I'm going to be honest with you. It infuriates me. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have zero tolerance for that. Neither did Jesus. He right. had no tolerance exactly. for that whatsoever. Exactly. And so, um, you know, it gets to the point of, you know, it gets back to me. Where's my heart? Where's my mind? Is Am I going to allow God to? And sometimes it's really difficult. It's so much easier to talk about those things that I just talked about because those are all so noncommittal. It's, it makes us look like we're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I turn that focus inward on me, now it gets real. Right. And now I got to confess, you know what? I'm not that good. You know what? I, I, I do do these things. I, I'm not sanctified in this. I, I want to be, I, I want to be more like Jesus. Right. And, um, anyway, you know, yeah. I think we got ahead of ourselves. We got ahead. You all right we'll, with that? Yeah, that's fine. We'll come sure? back there here in a, okay, circle a minute back. and we'll, we'll circle back and, and really dive in a little bit deeper because that is such a great, um, a great point there. But I do want to read this quote, you know, just on this idea of sanctification being a daily process from Martin Luther. I'm glad I have this in front of me because I was mowing yesterday when I heard this quote, and I was like... This is one that you almost need to read about four times. Exactly. So I'm going to read along with you since I actually have it in front of me. So go ahead. Okay. I won't read it with you. I'm going to read it in okay. my mind. Okay. Yeah. It says, this life is not godliness, but growth in godliness. Not health, but healing. Not being, but becoming. Not rest, but exercise. We are not now what we shall be, but we are on the way. The process, there's that word, the process is not yet finished, but it has begun. This is not the goal, but it is the road. At present, all does not gleam and glitter, but everything is being purified. Can we read it again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm i going to need um, a brain break. <laughs> right, right. And I broke that down. I said I love that, you know, how he ends with that. You know, pretty much what he's saying is, you know, we're not there yet. Right. It's a continual daily process. And he says at the very end, at present, all does not gleam and glitter, but everything is being purified. And for me, I'm a, I'm a very imagery kind of person. Okay. And, and I love the imagery in that idea of being purified. You know, you so you're telling me that if a, a book doesn't have a lot of pictures, you're out? I love picture books. I know you do. Yeah. Pop-up books in Pop, 3D. Yeah, yeah, those are even better, especially the ones that you can take the little thing at the exactly. bottom and move them. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. But no, this idea of purification, um, and, and I think of, you know, jewelry. You know, a lot of us wear jewelry. You know, when, when, right. that, when a 
piece of gold is mined, it doesn't come out looking like the ring on your finger or the necklace around your neck. It comes out and it has imperfections in it. Right. And so what do they have to do to to bring those imperfections out and to separate them from the pure gold? They have to put it in the fire. And they they then are able to separate that and then create mm-hmm. whatever they want to with that gold. Right. Um, the same is true. I, I said yet yeah, uh, on Sunday. I got to keep remembering that today's not Monday. Um, this but is on, true. On Sunday, I, I said, you know, one of my favorite shows to watch is Forged in Fire. Absolutely love it. And, and they start off with you know four competitors, and they give them parameters to make these knives or these blades, and they sometimes have fresh good metal, and sometimes they have older metal that's been used before and they have to figure out how to make these blades but what they do is is they take and they get their metal the way they want it and stack together and welded and whatnot and then they put it in this forge which is absolutely piping hot Mm -hmm. and they let the metal heat up to a point where it is like glowing they pull it out and they begin to work it Mm -hmm. and they they either hammer it with their hammer or they hit it with the press the big machine but then at a certain point it gets cold right. and they can't move it anymore the way they want to. And so they put it back in the forge okay. and get it piping hot again. And it's that constant process of it is. in the heat, right. out of the heat, hammer on it. In the heat, out of the heat, hammer on it. And that's what God's doing to us. And sometimes it's – So why do we have such a tough time with that? Sometimes the sanctification process is not easy. Why, why is it that we have – why – why is it that we have such a tough time when when we do go through something and God is usually using that mm-hmm. to hammer out our process? Why are we struggling? And we ask why God? Why why do we do that? I think I know. Okay. As I think about that, it's like we're not in control, right? You know, the metal the metal it does not control what it's going to be formed into, right? The 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 bladesmith, but it's strong. When the it's blacksmith, formed. it is strong when it's formed and it's quenched and mm-hmm. it is ready to be used for what it is to be used for. But you know, the metal, the metal doesn't do anything. It's all at the hands of the blacksmith. That would be a really good sermon series, forged by fire, forged by fire, wouldn't it? That'd be a fun graphic to create. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but I think that's what it, I, I, I know. For me, I, I like to have control. Ask my wife. I like to be in control, and I'm not going to deny that. That's honestly, sometimes that's a flaw of mine. And probably something I need just to be one, sanctified just in. One flaw? Just one That's okay. one of my flaws. Okay, I was just checking. Just one of my <laughs> flaws. Um, but I think that's what it is, is when right. God wants to do something and he's working us like a piece of metal, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's bringing out in things that we don't want to mm-hmm. admit. At least I'm speaking for myself right now. Right. Um, and so, you know, it takes away that control that mm-hmm. I want and, and puts the control in God's hands. Exactly. 100%. I like the, um, I did love the uh, the point to um, mm-hmm. sanctification is a process of daily renewal. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and you can kind of get confused there. It's like, well, that sounds a lot like the first point. Yeah, um, but it's and, not. and remi- remembering that it's a daily process, but then it's this idea of renewal, and this is where that John Piper um, video came into. But I, I said one of the misconceptions in the Christian faith is that God renews me when I make the decision to follow Him, and I'm good to go. Right. It's like I'm. I'm accepting him. I admit that, you know, I, I need him as my savior. I'm baptized. Bang. Renewed. Mm-hmm. And I'm good to go. Or another misconception, and I may step on some toes here, but that's okay. Another misconception is, well, I'm renewed once a week. Right. Or maybe for some other people, I'm renewed every other week when I go right. to church or every three weeks or once a quarter or once a quarter or Christmas or, or Easter. Christmas or Easter. Right. Exactly. Well, that's part of the sanctification process is going to church and fellowshipping and learning and growing and worshiping. But all of those things take place outside of the church as well. Mm-hmm. And and so that's where we have to understand that this idea of sanctification, this idea of renewal, 
doesn't just happen when we go to church. Right. And I think that for so many Christians, that's, that's what their goal is. It's like, oh, I go to church, I get filled up, mm-hmm. right? I get, mm-hmm. but we do church the wrong way. We shouldn't come to church to get filled up. Exactly. We should be worshiping and growing and learning the other six days of the week, and we should come to church to give glory to God. I think one time I heard, um, it was either Chuck Swindoll or Greg Laurie or somebody like that say, the process, the, uh, going to church should do a couple of different things. Number one, you're, you're there to worship God. You come together mm-hmm. to lift up the name of God, to praise Him, to give Him glory, to honor Him. He said, you do that during the week, but you do this, that, correct. You bring that there. The second is to, um, be edified, basically yes. to grow. Yes. To give you something to feed upon and sustain on. Yes. And He said, whether that is an encouragement, I think it was Greg Laurie now. Whether Hugh, that's an Hugh Laurie? Accord- yeah, Hugh Laurie. Oh wait, that was House. Never mind. <laughs> whether that is an, by being encouraged, whether that is by, you know, literally get a boot, um, mm-hmm. into your backside or whether it's, um, whatever that is. Um, yeah. but that is to get you to a place to where you're going to think. Right. And that actually brings us to the, you know, the sanctification process yeah. of, of this that it is a, it, it is a daily renewal. Yeah. Um, you have to be, intentional um mm-hmm. about doing that and i you have a verse down here that i like it's um second corinthians 4 verses 15 through 17 and it says all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of god mm-hmm. therefore 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 i like this we do not lose heart Though outwardly we are wasting away. Isn't that true? Yes. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So outwardly we're losing it, but inwardly we're, 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 we're rock solid. At verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving us uh, an eternal glory that far away is them all. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I love that. And I, I love, yeah. And John Piper then, you know, expands on that idea of though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed. Day by day. Right. And I gave the definition of renewed. It's to, to make like new, to restore to freshness. Um, and then the second definition was to make new spiritually and, or to regenerate. Right. And I like, I love that idea of regeneration. You know, exactly. You, I think of, you know, growing up playing video games and if I was playing Mario, you know, I fell down in the pit. Guess what? I could regenerate. I got another life. Wouldn't that be yeah. fun to do if you could actually do that? It would be fun to do. Um, but I just, you know, to make new spiritually. And so we, but we have to, we have to allow space to be right. renewed. Right. You know, it's something that it just doesn't automatically happen. Um, I think we us. fight it. I think we fight being renewed. Mm-hmm. I do. I think we fight it by what we watch, what we listen to, what we read, what, how many times we're on our phones. I think we distract ourselves so much that we fight being renewed. And our minds and our hearts are so restless. And this culture and Satan tries to make us so restless. I mean, this culture is restless. Yep. And so, and I see it in the church and I see it with Christians. And so I believe that 100% that we fight this daily mm-hmm. renewal. You don't realize it, yeah. but you are. So how hard is it, literally, if you have a cell phone and you're on it all the time, how hard is it for you to take your cell phone to your bedroom, plug it in, and sit down for an hour, 90 minutes with no cell phone? Try it. Now you're stepping on my toes. No, I'm, I'm just telling everybody, no, try absolutely. it. Absolutely. Try it. 90 minutes. I, I'll, I'll guarantee you this. If you are always on your cell phone and you're looking up scores and verses and quotes and listening to sermons, it's going to be the difficult because guaranteed mm-hmm. 20 years ago i could have gone 90 days and not have to pick up a phone right or not have to do that 
But now it's almost like, oh, where's my phone? I, or I, I, your, our minds are always on. Oh, I, I want to check this out. We've allowed ourselves to get so distracted that we are not being renewed because we're so distracted. Yeah. Because we, our mind, our, our, our minds are glitching. And you know what? That's on us. Yes. And so, to put down that distraction. To turn off the television, turn off the news, to turn off your phone. And, and I'm not saying for days. Right. I'm saying do it for 90 minutes. You know what? Challenge yourself. Do it for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do it for 60 minutes. Go out and take a walk. Go out and look in the sky. Have a prayer with God. Yep. Don't even listen to music. We're so distracted. Yes. Everything. So mm-hmm. we, we are our own worst enemy when it comes to the daily renewal, I think. So. Absolutely. Right here is where I showed that John Piper clip and, and I love in there where he, he, talks and expands from that verse second corinthians four sixteen. therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day and he says you know paul has a message for hope and he's like it's not what you think it's gonna be you know day by day we're renewed he said you know what that means mm-hmm. every day you know our hope fades mm-hmm. every day our buckets leak and we need renewed and he, he, he goes on and he, he, cha- he talks through that and he said, you know, if you could live, you know, on yesterday's tank mm-hmm. of gas, if you could drive your car on yesterday's tank of gas, he said, if you're, the pain in your head could, you know, be subdued by yesterday's dosage. Um, and he, he goes on to talk about that, which was just a great analogy there. Right. You know, but that's not the way it works. Right. And that's not the way we were designed to work either. So we have to be renewed day by day and 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 I said that you know what God's saying here through this verse is that look I have everything that you need to be renewed mhm but then it's still and you you alluded to this earlier um about talking you said tapping into the holy spirit you know it's still on us to tap into mm-hmm. that it's still on us to say okay I acknowledge that I need renewed you know God's not just going to automatically renew me mm-hmm. right right so we have to pull into the station mhm we have to pick up the the pump and put it in the car and it's, well we have to pay for it too but um, it's expensive right now bro. first ser- first service that video clip played and he was like you know wouldn't it be great if you could run your car on yesterday's gas and i heard somebody behind me say yeah that'd be nice yeah it would be yeah came through ferrisburg it was 459 this oh goodness i'm sure um, but I said, you know, this is the, this is where the process of sanctification comes in. Mm-hmm. It's an intentional spiritual walk daily to strive for holiness. Um, and, and I, I did a little sanctification test on Sunday and I said, okay, let's, let's take a, a little poll. I said, I'm going to be the first person to raise my hand because I do this more times than not. Um, but let's see who wants to strive for holiness and not lie this morning. How many of you tend to wait until your gas light comes on before you decide to go get gas? And there were a good, good handful of people. I was like, yeah, those, those are my people, right? There. Right, right. <laughs> Cause that's me a lot of times. But I said, what happens if your gas light comes on and you then still continue to drive by every gas station that you pass? Right. right. Well, we know what's going to happen. And I had a couple of people in second service kind of chuckle and start to talk amongst themselves. And I said, somebody's done that before. Exactly. Someone's been stranded. Yeah. I've done it too. Um, thankfully I've never run out of gas. I have. Have you? Yeah. Twice. But that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to be stranded on the side right. of the road. Um, you know, God's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've got what you need at the station. You just have to pull in and, and get it and, right. and fill up and, and then you're going to be good to go. Um, and, and I said, that's where, this is where sanctification takes grit because it's not on God to do right, it for right, us. Right. You know, it's on us to pull into the station. 
Exactly. Um, and then John Piper broke down. He kind of went a little bit farther. And he said, you know, today's Tuesday for you and I. We're here on a Tuesday morning. Right. Today is going to have its Tuesday set of troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, what day did you leave? Wednesday. Wednesday. So you had Wednesday troubles Wednesday, right? I had terrible Wednesday troubles. You had kind of Tuesday troubles and thir- last week. I had Monday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday troubles, and then I just threw it away. Yeah, and he yeah. said, you know, there we've got to focus on today, though, and not right. get caught up on what may happen. Right. And so he read Matthew six thirty four, where it says, Jesus tells his disciples, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, mm-hmm. for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Exactly. And Jesus is pretty much saying, look, don't get ahead of yourself. You know, we've got Tuesday troubles that are going to take place mm-hmm. today. And so we're not, we don't need to worry about what may happen. We don't need to stress over what could happen that may not happen. Right. Let's focus on today. And John Piper said, but what is, is so comforting to him is he's paired that verse with a verse from the Old Testament, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh exactly each morning and so john said what jesus is saying is look we're going to have our tuesday troubles but mm-hmm. praise be to god god has given us mm-hmm. his mercies fresh for today to help battle mm-hmm. those tuesday troubles and tomorrow we're going to have a whole different set of troubles a whole big one um you may call and find out that your truck needs an entire transmission replaced or something i hope not do you uh do you have a you have a little extra money that i could bump from you for that Maybe ten dollars. I think a little bit more than that. Uh, I got to get a starter for my truck. Not that that would. I'll get you a starter, and I'll have that fixed, and you have mine fixed. We could do that. How about we do that? Uh, we could do that. Anyways, <laughs> um, but I just love that truth. You know, yeah. God's mercies are new every morning, and you know they're exactly what we need. Exactly, I, I do like that, and I, I I love the verse I just read. And I know we'll move on here because we're probably getting close to time, but. Uh, where Jesus, therefore don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite Don't worry verses. about tomorrow. And I, if there's one thing that I had seen over the past <clears throat> two years or, and a little bit more, is that's all people did is worried about tomorrow. What if I get COVID? What if I die? What if I get sick? What am I going to do? What if I get in the hospital? That's all we did is worry. Right. Even Christians. And I think the Christian community was terrible mm-hmm. when it came to this. I mean, people Agreed. freaking out all over the place. I, I have never been more disgusted with a group of people than I was during COVID-19. Right. It took everything I had not to, you know, I, I really had to tap into the Holy Spirit. So I would sure. respond in a different way. And, um, but when Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow, we'll worry about itself. And we weren't taking one day at a time. A lot of people right. were just thinking, oh, what if I get this? What if I, you know, right. what if my kids get this? And, and I understand, but my whole thing from the beginning of that was, is that we're worried about something that we're, we're getting information from a, from a group of people that do nothing but lie to us mm-hmm. every single day. Why am I going to take that? Why am I not going to lean on Jesus Christ to trust him to what I'm going to do to allow him? Because why we're worried about that, you can't be renewed. While you're worried about that, you're not being in the process right. of sanctification because you're just stuck. You're stuck in the in the whole realm of that what what's taking place. And so if you're if you're worried about something like that, I don't know how you can be sanctified. Right. I mean, I understand that we're human. We're gonna we're gonna you, we're gonna worry. Gonna I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get hit with something. But I'm telling you what, after about an hour and a half. Where, where's my faith? Right. Where does that kick in? Where does God kick in? What, what, what do I need to be doing? And, and, and I'm not saying I'm not going to struggle over a couple of days. Yes. Or three. Absolutely. Or a week. But I'm saying as I'm doing that, is that a part of working out my salvation? Right. That's a part of what I'm supposed to do as I'm trying to yeah. 
be more Christ-like in allow him to sanctify me and allow the spirit to work in my life. Right. Spending time in prayer with him mm-hmm. and spending time in, in his word. Yeah. And I've said that for a long time when it comes to things like that, especially when it comes to health and things like that, you know what? God knows, you know, God already knows what's going to happen. And so exactly. I just have to trust him. Right. And, and yeah, no one wants to get sick. No one wants to, no. you know, anything like that to happen to no. them, but it may happen. It may not. Right. And so we have to focus on the constant, and that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think that leads really good in the next point where part of our process of sanctification is choosing mm-hmm. to resist our fleshly desires. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Yeah. And, and it is. It's a choice we have to make. And fleshly desires just isn't, you know, it just isn't like lust and sex and things like that. It can be worry. Worry. It can be, uh, anxieties. It can be whatever. I said it, I said it could be gossip. It could be lying. Yep. You, you could be looking, like you yep. said, a sexual temptation. Exactly. It could be something completely different. It can be anything that goes against God's will for our life 100%. and what God has called, called us 100%. to. It may be something huge. It may yep. be something small. Yep. But, you know, that's that's what we have to do is we have to choose to fight mm-hmm. against that those fleshly desires. Uh, you read a verse from Romans 12. I read a lot of verses in this section and I told everybody, it's like, okay, we're going to drink from the fire hose because the Bible talks about this so well. Like I I don't even need to speak. Exactly. Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, holy and pleasing to you, holy and pleasing to the culture. No, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. You know what that means? Don't give into the narrative of this Mm -hmm. world. Don't give into the message of the, Hey, guess what? Don't you dare get sidetracked by pride month. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't, conform to the pattern of this world, but you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you're going to be able to test and approve what God's will is. And I love this, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Yep. So awesome. That's, that's, you know, and I I said on Sunday, I said, if you've been attending RCC for any amount of time, you've heard these two verses because this is something that we seem to always come back to. And it's like, you know, your true and proper worship is not to come to an hour service a week and to sing a few songs and to pray and to take communion and to listen to a message. Like exactly. You can worship through that, yes, but that's not what Paul's saying. Paul says the way that you live, the decisions that you make, the way you respond to things, offer your bodies as sacrifices. That's your true and proper worship, and you do that by not conforming to the patterns of this world. By And there's that word again, by being renewed mm-hmm. by you know, of the, the renewing of your mind. Exactly. 100%. Romans eight twelve through 14. I read that. Therefore, I always had a professor in college that said, you know, what's the therefore, therefore. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, what happened just before that? But he says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, <clears throat> you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Those are some heavy words there. Yeah, they are. Urges you to do. And that's what I, I, I feel sometimes where, you know, I'm, feeling the urging of temptation in my life. I feel Satan urging me, you know, to do that. He says, but you have no obligation to that. Mm-hmm. You know, for exactly. if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit, and there it is, is again, the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, I love this, are children of God. Mm-hmm. And we have to to remember that we are... Children with God, my dad said on Sunday, we are co-heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to strive to be more like Jesus right. and to choose to put to death those urges of our sinful nature. 
Exactly. And then you read another scripture, which I like too, which is Second um, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new create. The, the new creation has come and the old has gone and the new is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's becoming, you know, like Jesus. That's yes. becoming more on that, mm-hmm. on that realm. Yep. Romans 6, 1 through 2, 1 through 2. Um, Paul's talking to the church of Rome. He says, he says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And, and I stopped and, and said, you know, what Paul's saying here is, you know, should we sin even more so that we have right. even more of God's grace? Right. He says, by no means. Yeah. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And then you have Romans six, um, just a few verses down, mm-hmm. 11 through 14. It says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God in Christ Jesus. And I love that. Because I think we live in that, and we're not alive in Christ. Right. Verse twelve. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, so that you will obey its evil desires. That's a that is a really really good way that's worded. Mm-hmm. It is. Don't let sin reign in your bodies, so that you won't obey its evil desires. Do um, do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. And, and think about that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, and, and I know I'm hitting this, and I'm going to hit this hard. This is Pride Month because they're always in our face. They're yelling and mm-hmm. screaming, so I'm going to yell and I'm going to scream right back at them. But you know what? Don't offer your part of your uh, part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. You know what? The whole aspect of pride, the whole aspect of this, is wicked. It is. It's vile. It's disgusting. It's dirty. It's sinful. It goes against God. But it says and goes on. But rather, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death. To life, mm-hmm. and offer every part of your of yourself. Doesn't say some, but every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Mm-hmm. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Absolutely, think about that. And you know, I look at what's going to take place starting tomorrow with Pride Month, and these folks are enslaved. By this, mm-hmm. by the message of this, yep. there are you know it's like love wins, love is love. Yeah, God is love. Exactly, God dictates love, not you. Right, not your immor- immorality dictates love. So this this verse right here is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it absolutely is. awesome. Yes, it is. And then um, I finished uh, this section up, this point up with Hebrews twelve one through three. Therefore, there, there there's that word again. Therefore. Therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and I love this imagery right here. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Mm-hmm. And Paul, or the writer of Hebrews here, they're not saying, you know, let us just drop them. He says, no, throw them off, cast exactly. them off, throw them away. Um, he says, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. There it is again, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He sat down at the right hand of, of the throne of God. Consider him, <clears throat> him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, kind of closes out there with, hey, fix your eyes on Jesus. Right. That's your focus. That's where you, you need to be. Um, I, you read verse, Last week, from Romans two um, verses, I think you read six through eleven. I've got that reference down the back of my arm, but it's or sorry, not Romans, Philippians two, yeah. and it's Philippians two five through eleven is what I have. And verse five says, "Your attitude should be that is the same of Christ Jesus." Right, and then it goes on. Who being a very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. I love um, mm-hmm. the NCV. I think it says that he didn't. 
use that to be used to his own advantage. But then it tells us what that looks like. Well, what does it look like to right. be like Jesus? But like he humbled himself. He was obedient to God. Exactly. Um, he took on the very nature of a servant. And, and so I, I love that reminder of, hey, you want to be like Jesus. If Jesus is your guide, um, you know, I love Paul here and he, or not Paul, the writer of Hebrews. Paul didn't write Hebrews, did he? Um, They're not sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think, think it's, o- it's sure. open. Yeah. Could be, um, he could have wrote some of it. He might have. But it says, you know, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. You know, and so what does that look like? Well, you know, Paul lays it out in Philippians 2 of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just remind, remembering that our battle is against the flesh, against the earthly desires, against temptation, against mm-hmm. sin. And it always has been since sin entered the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, how important is it for us to daily battle these fleshly desires? If Paul alone wrote... You know, as much as he did, but then, you know, the rest of the Bible is chock full of mm-hmm. verses. I said, you know, the verses that we just read, we're scratching the surface on this topic. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just scratching the surface. 100% we are. And then the final um, point, the final truth that I wanted to point out in there, I still think we could do a, a sermon series on sanctification. Oh, for sure. I really we do. Um, but the final truth that I wanted to, to get across Sunday was that the process of sanctification is about focusing on our home. And I said, the truth is, you and I aren't home. This is not our home. These bodies that we're living in, they're going to fade away. They're just temporary. And the older I get, the more I feel like that. Right. I feel like that I don't belong here. For sure. I just don't feel like it. Um, I I feel like there's something I need, some other place I need to be. There is. And, um, you know, I know, I know, I know I've said this in sermons and people have said, oh, you, you feel like you got a death wish. I'm like, no, no, not at all. It's like, uh, as long as I live, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do what God wants. I'm going to love my family. Absolutely. I'm but you know what? If, if I was taken out next in the next hour, yep. God bless it. I'm so ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Yep. And I have, I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid. I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited. I just, I'm just ready to do it. There's nothing here that gives me other than my family. Right. Right, gives me any, and you, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I just when you said your family, I just lumped myself in. Well, that, that was it right there, one hundred percent, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, home, and that's heaven. And you read a verse, Colossians three one through four. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Mm-hmm. How hard is that when you watch the news all the time? It is where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. Here we go again. Not on earthly things, not on COVID-19, not on the message of the world, not on the culture, not on the news, no matter what. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Yeah. Awesome. And I love that because it's like set your hearts on things above. And then exactly. he reiterates, set your minds on things above. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then finally, I read Philippians 1, verse 6, and I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, and there there it is, that just idea of right. it's a continuation, right. it's a daily process, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Yep. And so we have to continue really to good. work out our salvation. But I think the thing that we, you and I, and everybody who's a Christian, we really do need, we get so hung up on our stuff, our cars, our, our family, our um, property, our houses, our job, whatever it is. And we literally forget that we are, we don't belong here. Right. And so our job is to go to heaven when we die and take as many people as we possibly can with us when we go. Yes. That's, that's our so job, that's, period, in discussion. That's, that's the it. truth is that we yep. become ineffective 
with that because we're not focused on that. We're focused on other things. I read a quote from C.S. Lewis that just yeah, and I see the picture of that. Home. I didn't see it on the video, but I'm looking at it right now. And I would think that the next time that you use a quote of C.S. Lewis, you need to put a pipe in his mouth because he's he's a pipe smoker. He is. I actually found one a really neat picture of him. He was smoking a pipe in the smoke was in the form of a lion looking back at his face. That's cool. It was neat. It'd be nice if you get him to blow smoke and then you could put the quote in the smoke. Could we'll work on that. Okay. Let me let me know if you you see us Lewis coming up. I'll do that for years. But I, I love this this quote and it was okay. it was actually very convicting. Yeah it is. And he says if you read history you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought the most of the next. The apostles themselves who set on foot the conversion of the Roman Empire. The great men who built up the Middle Ages. The English evangelicals who abolished the slave trade. They all left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. Mm -hmm. It is since the Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, have Christians, have the, has the church, have we? Right. Become ineffective in our world today because, and I borrowed a phrase from you. I heard that. We go along to get along. We have. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to step on anyone's toes. We, we just want to get along with everybody. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, I, I listened to, and you know this, we've talked about this a lot. I listened to John Cooper's podcast, the lead singer of Skillet. And he has a podcast that, that he puts group? out. Christian group, yes. He puts out a podcast every Monday um, called Cooper Stuff. Phenomenal stuff. Um, and as a matter of fact, it seems like he has been, I, I think John's got a, a bug in the church here. I bet he does. I think he has this bug because the day that you talked about people referring to God in the feminine, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, them praying yeah. to mother God. Right. The very next day, his podcast was on that topic. I think he is. I think he's tapped in. This past Monday before, I think he just knew what I was going to talk about. He talked about sanctification. He must have been. Ta um, he must be tapped into your computer. But I love listening. Yeah, I think he is. But I love listening to to John. He would call this. You know, I was talking about. You know, we don't want to step on anyone's feet, ruffle any feathers, hurt anyone's feelings. He would call that the feel feels. We don't want to hurt anyone's feel feels. Like, exactly. He kind of mocks them. Well, and, and that's absolutely true. And people get sideways with me, and they get irritated with me because I say what I say. But here's what I'm doing. And if you're listening and you get sideways with me and you, you know, you don't talk to me, you give me the cold shoulder and all that. I'm fine with that. I. I I'm a big boy. I, I, all right. You don't even. Right. But here's what I'm saying. I'm worried about you. Exactly. As a brother in Christ, I'm worried about you. Yep. I'm worried about you think you got it together, but I don't think you do. And so I'm trying to keep you from going to hell. That's the message. Yep. That's the message. Mm -hmm. I want you to be so convicted by God's word that you're going to change the way that you live. And yep. so you're not going to be offended when I go against something that the White House does or something that former Vice President Joe Biden comes out of his mouth. And you won't take that and you won't run with it because you're mad at what I said to go against him. And he's a godless lunatic. Right. So you can get mad all you want. Truth is the truth. God's word is the final source of authority. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Bill Clinton. It's not George W. Bush. It's not Obama. It's not Nancy Pelosi. God, period. End of discussion. All God, and it's always going to be God for exactly. me. If you have a problem exactly. with that, then you're always going to have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the if you're looking at heaven as your home, yeah. you're not going to get offended mm -hmm. when you hear the truth of God's word. Yep. You're not going to get offended because heaven is your home. Exactly. It's not this world. You're not in a political party. You're not a part of a group. You're not a part of this. It's heaven. Yep. 
It's all it is. And so that's where I'm at. That's I, the side I'm on. I agree. 100%. And people are like, oh, you're, you know, you're a conservative. Yeah, I'm so conservative. I'm so conservative. There's not somebody, there's not a party that would ever be as conservative I am. Mm-hmm. I'm so conservative. I make Ronald Reagan look like Obama. How about that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> because you know why? I, I read God's word mm-hmm. and I'm standing on the truth of God. Exactly. And God's word yep. tells me this is the world is wrong. So that's where I stand. Mm-hmm. And I will never be, un, I will never be ashamed of that. And I will, always do what god has called me to do and i do it because i love you yeah and you may not think i do but i do it because i love you Mm -hmm. and i do it because i don't want you or your family or your grandkids or your nieces or nephews or your moms or your dads grandma and grandpa's to go to hell exactly that's all it is for me Mm -hmm. it that's all it is and so i don't know what to tell you yeah there we go there we go And, and and i closed out and i said you know the discipline of sanctification it takes grit and it takes grit every single day. It is a choice. It's being intentional of waking up every day, striving to be holy. Not that we're ever going to be holy, like we said. Right. You know, but we can still strive for that because that's what God has called us to. And I, I said, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. But that's what God has called us to do. And the great thing is, is that as long as we tap into it, God has given us mm-hmm. a helper. Exactly. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us. Exactly. It's good stuff, man. Good. You did a good job. Thanks. I think you need to do it more often. How about you just go for the entire summer? Yeah. No, I doubt that. Will Come on. Are you going to lead worship? If you want me to. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can give it a whirl, bro. Exactly. I just call up your boy and see if, see if your Justin Bieber has any uh, tips for me. There you go. You should see his eyes. Just the name. Just mm-hmm. the name. He was actually at, at one time okay, here we go. breaking out his acoustic guitar, kind of stopping in the middle of his concerts and doing an acoustic worship set. Really? Mm-hmm. That's back. I saw that a year or two ago. Really? Yeah. And again, the love in his eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we do not do a video podcast <laughs> because like 90% of it would be me rolling my eyes at you. He's not lying. I know I'm not lying. I'm being more, I'm striving for holiness. I'm trying to not lie anymore. You know, my granddaughter rolled her eyes at me the other day. I could see that. Evelyn. Yep. And she's, she's an eye roller, but I'll do something to her. And I, she's, she's walking away, literally stopped, didn't even turn around, turned her head around, smirked at me, rolled her eyes and took off. I was like, how about you? Exactly. How about you? Exactly. That's great. Yeah, so um I don't know what else is coming up. Do you know uh, what we've else hit about up? everything, I think. You know, we got LifeWise this Sunday mm-hmm. and we just finished the Memorial Day picnic. Walking women didn't meet last night, so they'll start back again next Monday okay. at seven thirty at the Richwood Lake Park, whatever okay. that you want to call that. Um We'll we'll jump we'll we be got, jumping back into grid on June the twelfth. Yeah. We've got on June the twelfth, I believe, is graduation Sunday. Didn't know that. I think. I did know that. Yeah. Yes, I did As know Clint that. said he talked with you about that. So yeah, if you are an, a graduate, high school, college, um, let us know. Yep. You need to there, – there's some information that you will need on the Richwood Student Ministry Facebook okay. page. Um, but if you email Perfect. the church, we can get that to you as well. Perfect. And then um, in July, we're going to be doing a sermon series called The Chosen. I'm excited. And we're doing a clip from the one of the scenes from Chosen, and that the sermon's going to be built around that. Um, the clip could be anywhere from three minutes to seven minutes. I don't know. We're going to – it's going to be I was going to show is. a 30-minute one. That way I didn't have to say anything. Well, we could actually just show the entire series and for the rest of the summer if you want. Right? That sounds good to me. <laughs>
<laughs> it really is. If you have not taken a chance to to watch the chosen, it is a hundred percent free. It is it's crowdsourced, so they you know get donations to make it free. Uh, it's available on your phone, your tablet, your Roku. Um, but go back and start watching season one. It is. It, it's been a blessing for me and my family. We I've watched them a lot, but we started watching them with the kids again, and it's just right. neat, you know, to listen to their perspective on some of the stuff. And so, I um had a couple people over the past, I'm just say a couple months or so, have asked about us doing another podcast during the week. <laughs> I was like, well, we might someday mm-hmm. do that, um, but somebody actually, I forgot to tell you this. This has popped into my mind. About uh, three weeks ago, somebody told me that we should do a podcast um, like every other week, an extra one, mm-hmm. and ask people to ask, you know ask us questions and use that podcast to answer questions. I thought, well, that's a pretty good idea. That is actually. a good idea. Whether it went for 30 minutes or an hour or, or whatever. So do you know that some people podcast three times a day? They have nothing better to do. We still I, do. You have, know? Do you know how much time that would take? Yeah, I do. Because then you got to edit it. And that all must that. be your. That must be your job. It has to be. Must be your job. It has to. be. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know if I could stand here and look at you, talk to you for three hours a day. You know what? Since I'm being sanctified, I'm not going to come back with that. I didn't even get an eye roll from you. He did not. Wow, you are more like Jesus than me. <laughs> Not always, but right now I am. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, well, on that note, anything else? No. Thanks, Mom and Dad, again for the coffee. It was, it was pretty good. Very nice. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I made um, it a little weaker than it needed to be, but that was on me, so I apologize. I like my Greg. coffee strong. I know you do. I do. I don't mind it strong as long as it's not bitter, and this wasn't bitter. It was good. No, it was, it was pretty. Smooth. it was very smooth, was actually. Smooth. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure if I tasted bourbon in that or not, though. Was uh, I supposed that's to? That's a ploy. Yeah, probably It's is. a ploy. Yeah. I agree. But it is it did come in a nice bottle. I like that. Right? It is beautiful. It's a yeah. beautiful it's a it was a beautiful setup. It is a beautiful setup. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I will drink some more. Anything else? I'm good. You're good? Are you sure? Yep, I'm very okay. good. You guys good, have a good week. Good and, luck um, with your truck. Yeah. We'll we'll go lay hands on it and pray over it. You know, you know what did you say? Don't worry about Don't worry about your <laughs> Chevy. Yeah. Because uh, each day has enough trouble as That's it's right. So, you know, I decided I'm not going to get upset about it. What can you do? Really? Can't I mean, control it. No. It's like either – that truck has cost me a crap ton of money over the last several mm-hmm. months. So I'm thinking, well, do I need to get rid of this? What do I need to do? So I'm right. going to have it fixed one more time, and then I'll see what happens there after you that. Go. So. All right. Well, good luck. So Thank well, you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Sorry that we're a day late, but at least we're not a dollar short. I've got dad jokes for days. Yeah, I'm a dollar short because I'm having a You are, so exactly. If you guys have any, you want to send money to <laughs> Right. <laughs> Start a Givelify envelope. Exactly. Craig's, tranny Givelify. Craig's tranny. Give <laughs> there you go. All right, well, thanks for joining me. Good to see you. Good, Good to, see to you have too. you back. Good to be back. So Good to see you, you too. all have a great week, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah.